about time for true crime. Hey, howdy. How you guys doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I hope that you guys are doing just as fabulous. Allie and I are sitting in her home as per usual. As per usual. And we just had a snack. We just had like a post-work chat because I didn't even get to see her today at I work. I know. And it's been really hard for me. But um, at least I'm here now. So she, Abby's pulled herself together. I like how we say that, but then both of us have so much to do during the day. We like barely see each other anyway at work. I know. Like I might see you in passing, mm-hmm. potentially. Maybe. maybe if there's a meeting. Maybe. Mm-hmm. You might hear me on the phone. Yep. I might hear you on the phone. And then when we can, we try to have lunch together. But again... When we can. But that's if we're not slammed with meeting with, like, literally hundreds of people. I think I had five hours of meetings today. Yeah. It's a lot of meetings. It was awful. Did not like. No. Zero out of ten. Cannot recommend. I went to a training today where we touched on what it's like for the workers who didn't stop working during COVID. Oh, hey. Who didn't get the literal what thousand dollars a week or whatever it was that people got to just stay home Mm -hmm. um and how difficult it's been and why we have the unemployment that we do is because people got so used to sitting at home and getting paid and when it was time to like go back to work people are like i'm not doing that well and those of us who have been working are just like wicked burnt out so unless you have a good agency who gives you time off to like recoup and recharge yeah or like your sol pays you a wage that's I don't know, that compensates with that because a lot of people were making more on unemployment and on every kind of COVID relief than they were in their normal jobs. So then when it was time to go back to the normal jobs, they didn't want to do that. But the then is, there's there's all of us that were working the entire time that never got that extra money, that never got anything. We still just pulled our 40 hours. It's also sad because a lot of people who did continue to work, like the first responders and the emergency workers that we all deemed like essential essential exactly they all got bonuses and we didn't no nope i don't know if nurses did i i could be wrong i feel like they got some kind of they freaking better got compensation which i would hope so but like they were understaffed before covid it didn't get better in covid and they're still trying to put it back together i mean you can't go to an emergency room anywhere and not have to wait a long time. They just stack people in hallways now. Yeah, I do think that's one thing post-pandemic is the amount of people I've talked to lately that have been like, yep, they just stuck me in the hallway and did the thing. But they're still going to bill your insurance like you got a hotel room or an emergency <laughs> yep. room, right? Hotel oh, my room. gosh. Emergency room. But you know what I'm saying? It's just like... In comparison, it kind of is. Well, but it's like it's madness because they were just talking about the rate of burnout with people that those two years aged people like 10 in the workforce you know oh hell yeah and that's what they were talking about and what can agencies do the ones that didn't close and the ones that didn't you know pay that extra or whatever or didn't get funding for that extra 500 a paycheck or something whatever that was right um at that time and that's and that was national that isn't just you know new england yeah yeah it was just everywhere. So it was just, it was kind of refreshing to hear just feedback from all different other professions and things that aren't just like what we do in the criminal justice system who just really didn't stop and, you know, a huge effort to keep people out of jails and prisons because didn't want people together in COVID. Yeah. I, I don't know. It probably was re- like really validating to hear other people agree it was. It wasn't just everyone like sitting around and shitting, but it was just, you know, like, oh, this sucks, like, right? Oh, we're exhausted. You know, because misery loves company. But it really wasn't like that. It was really refreshing to hear feedback that was like, you know, we did it too. And, you know, we we're just going to keep going and yeah. hopefully build back the staffing numbers that everyone lost in COVID. And I don't know. Just only hope. There's everywhere I go, there's help wanted signs and windows and. Lots of people that are able to work that just aren't. So get out there. Yeah. So that was part of the day. Oh, my God. Yeah, that. <laughs> that was that was my day. That was I had training, but that was one of the things we talked about. I don't know. How else was your week? Did you do anything fun this weekend? Um, I 
did. We celebrated our anniversary. Aww. Yeah. So mom and dad have spent so many years together now, guys. Five years. So, yeah. That's and fun. he's still stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Locked him down. You know, trapped him. If I can get the approval, I do have some bloopers with Nikita in them. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess you'll see if I got that or not. Um, I'm so glad. This weekend, I got to go celebrate one of my friend's birthdays. We were young and about in the city, and that was quite fun. It's very fun. It was good. We got really good drunk food. We got really fun dancing blisters Mm -hmm. and spent a lot of time with the cats. Like, What's better than that? Exactly. What more could I ask for? And, oh, that's right. I've been so productive. I cleaned out the fridge and I cleaned out the pantry like yesterday after work. I came home and I was like, I can do things after work? Holy shit. I know. It's almost like I'm back to being neurotypical. Oh my goodness. Woohoo. Getting close. I'm building back for- up. Looking forward to the next few weeks because I just I love the fall. I love the like spooky yuki time and <laughs> then the holidays. I love Thanksgiving. Well, I don't really like Thanksgiving that much, but I like the holidays cuz I like Christmas. Like I I will yeah. I'm the person that will have the Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving. I don't give a shit. There's no... Have you seen that Bob's Burgers with Linda getting all the Christmas trees? No. <laughs> she puts one up on like November 1st and it dies. So they get another one and then that one dies and then they go out like on Christmas Eve to get another one. That's me though because I don't care. I love Christmas so much and I love that time of year and it's it's fleeting. And so I'm it just is. like I will take advantage because then like right at New Year's Day, I want the tree down. Okay. I'm, I'm not one of those people that can leave it up till February. Oh, we do. And people people do. People like it. I just, for me, like I need to start the year over like fresh. Got so I, try, it. I need okay. to have everything down and put away. So I got to start early so I can like wrap it up early. Yeah. I think for me, it's like the whole fall winter season I'm just excited about. And if I don't take the tree down before way too late, I'm just like, clinically depressed for all of january Mm -hmm. so so i'll come to your place keep that sucker up yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'm like look it's still happy things are good yes it's also kind of fun because i like to keep gifts under there if i have like belated christmas celebrations with friends and stuff and then i'm like it's under the tree yes i will definitely do that and still have that up for gifts and things but we have a fun weekend coming up in a few weeks where we're gonna go do some fun stuff and get some some pod pod stuff done y'all will hear about that Some spooky yuki stories will be there yes and my friend is gonna be flying in from michigan and staying with Mm. us so that'll be fun so we're gonna do some fun things i'm really excited yeah i was trying to think if there was anything else i was excited to share podcast wise but i think we're good but you guys we've been growing hello if you're new i'm so excited that you're here Thank you guys for joining. Thank you guys for spreading the word and, and, and getting it out there because, you know, we, we want to keep doing this for you. We just want to make sure that it's something that you guys want to hear. And we can't do it without you. Like, we've obviously told everyone we know at nauseum to listen to this podcast. So anybody new is on you guys, and we really only have you to thank for that. So thank you. And we appreciate you. And we want to hear what you guys want to hear from us. Um, tell us everything. We'll tell you later in the episode where you can tell us on Instagram or Gmail. But if you've been listening, girl, you know that. If you're not saying it with us when we say it, come on. And if you're not laughing at the amount of times I have to think of word versus number when I spell out F-O-R, it's the <laughs> word. word <not laughs> and then it's the numeral four. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, I'm just, I don't know. I'm really excited. I think it's been going well and... I am also just kind of buzzing to give you guys something that isn't John Bonet. Like, I've loved it. I loved living and breathing it. But I kind of looked back and I realized I think I only did like three or four other episodes or other cases. And then I just went straight seven part series. Yeah, we've had a long time of John Bonet. So it'll be refreshing to yeah 
switch gears a little bit i'm sure for you to just kind of get out of the the muck on that story because it's just it's been a long time of just living and breathing that it also drags you down and not in a way that's like we shouldn't focus on it or work on it but just week after week after week of looking at so many people in different ways that failed this little girl is so depressing it is and hopefully we get some answers in the future and i'm glad that you covered that and that we have the extensive deep dive on it but y'all know that morbid is also doing that so if you want to just tag us hell yeah love to chat with them tag us in it let them know we did it and uh i don't know i'm excited i'm really excited to listen to theirs it's been really good so far i haven't even had a chance to listen to what i've been so busy but they're like i download every everything that they post on anything i'm always going to download just to give them the right the, the boost the download you know um but I try to listen to everything they put out there. But especially this series, I cannot wait to dive into it. Especially back to back. Like, I'm really curious what they're going to focus on, who they think the prime suspects are, like all of that. Yeah. And like what their perspective is and how they interpreted it. Because that's the thing about this case is it's just interpretations. There's so little hardcore evidence to go off of. So everything is just your perspective on it. Yeah. Which makes for good conversation, which is why we had an entire episode that was literally just conversation, which you guys heard last week. And maybe we could do it with Morbid if they wanted to. Hi, Ash. Hi, Lena. Please. Hey, guys. And this is... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> I think that's probably going to be copyrighted, so I'm just going to stop right? there. I stop there. I almost but, said the name and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say their intro. <laughs> uh, but this is about time for true crime. Yeah. So... <laughs> I'm actually so excited, you guys. Today we're getting spooky as hell. Oh, we hit me with the spoop. Are going to be talking about the cadaver synod? Okay. Dun, 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 dun. So, I'm do you know what this is? Not familiar with this at all. This is a dead man put on trial twice. Okay. Yes. Like already dead and on trial. Twice. Shit. Yes. So today we're going to be focusing on the main trial, which is the first one. Mm-hmm. But I have to give you guys. A lot of context for us because this happened a long time ago. How long ago? Uh, like 890 AD. Oh, okay. So, because <laughs> like my case this week, even though you don't know what it is, is also an old timey one, but not that old timey. Jesus. Yes. No. No. This is quite literally closer to Jesus. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> this is really exciting. I wanted to give you a little bit of history because this all takes place in like Rome area. So we're we're going way back to like the Vatican to like original popes and Catholicism and all of that. We're going deep Catholic roots here. Mm -hmm. So best sayer, Hail Marys. I have actually never done one, Um, (laughs) but I do know it. So, yeah, this is very exciting. I, as you may realize throughout this Know little to nothing about Catholicism, but I did a lot of research for you guys. Heck yeah. So let's talk about the Vatican. You may know the Vatican like I did solely as an ominous religious sounding group, much like the Volturi in uh, Twilight. I was when you said (laughs) that like old timey Vatican, my mind like jumped to what was that new moon? Yep. Okay. (laughs) Yep. exactly. That's all I thought of it as. It was like, ah, the Volturi. Yeah. Of the Catholics. Love it. Uh, You might also be Catholic or just have a better education than I do. But uh, the Vatican is actually just a really small country. (laughs) It's actually the world's smallest country, being only two miles. Which, for reference, is one-eighth of Central Park. Okay. And that's a whole country. Damn. It's in Italy. Um, it had been built just 45 years earlier than our story in 852 AD. All right. So here are some fun facts about the Vatican for you. Mm-hmm. All right. So we know that the Pope lived in the Vatican for a while. That was like the, the ish, you know. Mm-hmm. But actually for about 60 years in between the 1800s and 1900s, the Pope wasn't even allowed to leave the Vatican. Okay. Yes. And they did that because they didn't want to deal with Italy. <laughs> Um, or to be honest, like Mussolini. So <laughs> makes sense. Yes. Um, but that's way later, obviously. So going back to like our AD time period, the Pope did not originally live in the Vatican, which was really interesting. That didn't happen until about the 14th century. And so at this point, um, 
we had no popes residing there. Okay. But it was signed into existence by Mussolini to create a peace treaty between Italy and the Catholic Church. So eventually the popes, like, returned. Um, the popes were gone for a little bit because the papal court and all of that moved to France for, like, a hot sec. But mm. we don't need to worry about that. So the palaces burnt down. Then they were all rebuilt. And then the popes returned. And now we have the Vatican as you see it today. So that's just a little history on the Vatican. But we're going all the way back to 897 AD or forward like 45 years to our actual story, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. So we're going to rewind through all of the women's rights and suffrage movements, equality, education, and even literacy. Fuck it. We don't know it. Who cares? We are amidst political turmoil in Italy. In which pontiffs or high bishops and also the pope and pontiff, papacy, pope, that's all going to be a little bit interchangeable here because it wasn't like it is now today where there's like one big pope. Like I'm sure there was a hierarchy within the system. Right. But what I'm talking about today is all of the popes of the different regions and all of the papacy as a whole. Gotcha. So all of the pontiffs were being succeeded so rapidly. So like dying and being replaced that there was basically a new one every year. For like oh, a hot shit. minute. Yeah, it was Sh- wild. Shitty time to be a pope. <laughs> so we're going to talk about my boy, Pope Stephen the Sixth. Stephen. Stephen the Sixth was created the Bishop of Anagni. Anagni? What'd you just call me? Uh, you heard me. Ooh, I have no idea. Um, but this is an, an old Italian place. So Anagni. Uh, by Pope Formosus. Sometime during Pope Formosus's papacy between 891 and 896 AD, the death of Pope Formosus changed the tides for like crazy stories. So we're going to get into it a little bit, but just like a fun fact, the Pope who succeeded Pope Formosus only reigned for like 15 days. Oh shit. And then he died? Yeah. Damn, what was in the water back then? Well, I'll tell you. But in April, after Pope Boniface, we get to Pope Stephen VI. So that's our boy, Pope Stephen. That's our man. Um, So Pope Stephen VI is most well known for putting the dead Pope Formosus on trial. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. Let's do it. So Pope Formosus became Pope in 891. Before this, he had a long-standing history in and around the church. He was a bishop. He did a lot of really good political movements with uh, Istanbul, that is now Constantinople, and during this time was Constantinople. Mm-hmm. But um, I just really like the song, Istanbul is now Constantinople, so I just wanted to say it a bunch. Okay, so you're with me so far. We got the Vatican. We got Pope Stephen. Gotcha. And, and Pope Stephen's currently reigning, and we're going after the one that was in power before him yep that's kind of where we left off but we're getting into pope formosus okay his reign gotcha. so before that was the whole constantinople thing he had a lot of good political endeavors but you also find out that he had some not so great things in his reign okay i'll say reign uh it's a little bit hard because from what i understand popes and like anybody in the papacy can have like indict they can indict other people into it so like they say you're godly you you're a bishop now that kind of thing so okay i don't know if it's a reign where like a queen is like chosen by god and that happens or what but Mm -hmm. during his time as the pope this is what was going on and this was kind of rough because it ended up it ended up connecting with a lot of things but we'll get there in a little bit okay so Pope Formosus became Pope in 891. And essentially, one of the areas in Constantinople was in some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. The Pope that they had at the time was Pope Photius and was literally ejected from office, oh. <laughs> which led to Stephen I being ordained as the Patriarchate of Constantinople. We're going to put a little pin here because you should remember Pope Photius or Photius. Okay. I don't know. It's P-H-O-T-I-U-S. I'll probably say Photius because 
okay. say it like you spell it, but sure. um, it could also be that. I don't know. Pope Formosus was asked to do something about this, basically either by removing Stephen um, or appointing a new papacy or whatever, but he wouldn't do it. Not as basically how Pope Stephen I became ordained in Constantinople. Okay. And one of the reasons they asked Pope Formosus to kind of weigh in on this is partially because it was during his, you know, papacy. But also because he did have all of those good connections with Constantinople and he had that connection going for him. So they were like, if anyone can do anything, it'll be you. And he just said no. So there was a conflict around the general area and it was between the Odo de Paris and Charles III, which I believe are also both different papacies. Okay. And or like reigning political powers. And it's a little bit hard, again, because this is before that separation of church and state. So, like, at this time, the Pope can still pick the Roman emperor. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of bleeding over between what's government and what's religion, because it's all kind of the same. Right. So, that's kind of why those get interchanged so much in this story, but just so we know. So, during all of this... Uh, oh, the other thing that I thought was hysterical, by the way was that Charles the Third, Pope Charles the Third, um, was also known as Charles the Simple. Oh. I don't think he did a lot during his reign. I thought they were like, yeah, he did yeah. He was He's a right. plain old guy. Charles the Third. Paid his bills, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brought in some tax dollars. I don't know. That's did a great a, job. You know? So anyway. Oh. Uh maybe this worked out for him because Pope Formosus actually ended up siding with Charles the Third. During this conflict between Charles III and the Odo de Perry. And okay. this wasn't necessarily a great political move on Pope Formosus's part, but it leads to what comes next. Okay. So, uh, popes are a hell of a thing. And <laughs> specifically back in this time frame, in the like early 80s, maybe the late BCs, kind of that change of timeline, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um the popes could really get away with a lot of things because, again, we weren't literate. There wasn't a lot that was going on. And so there were many that were known to be a bit scandalous. So the scandals aren't necessarily like what you'd think of them as today. It wasn't like, you know, any of the Kardashians like drinking and driving or anything like that. Yes. But it was a lot of like popes aren't allowed to get married or fornicate and a lot of fornicating with married women and like... Sex and drugs and rock and roll, basically. <laughs> like, yeah, you're not allowed to do this, but it's okay if I do. Right. Do as right. I say, not as I do. I watched a lot of videos on, like, crazy popes, by the way, <laughs> um, which is a weird rabbit hole to get into, but very fun. Like, a lot of old popes died very violent deaths over very small things. Oh, my God. Which is just nuts. I mean, it kind of checks, but, like, it's nuts. So, well... For the time, it was just wicked violent, like, yeah, everywhere. Everything was violent. So just like crazy. But Pope Formosus, most of his stuff wasn't that bad. Like a lot of what he had going on was either poor political decisions on his part or bad associations. So we'll get into that a little bit. But basically, Pope Formosus siding with Charles III during this conflict the conflict between Charles III and Odo Ode. de Perry, okay, which I believe was centered either immediately nearby or in Constantinople. Okay. Um, this made a bunch of political stuff happen. <laughs> so, Emperor of Rome, the Emperor of Rome in 891, when Pope Formosus became the Pope, his name was Emperor Guy III, right? So... Emperor Guy III required Formosus to make his son the co-emperor. So Guy III's son, his name is Lambert, and he's who Guy wanted Formosus to make co-emperor. Because Pope Formosus can do that. Right. He can pick who is the emperor, who has all that power, and I guess... I haven't really heard of co-emperors before, but it makes sense to me that if you know your life is probably going to shortly end or you want to secure a future of your line in power, you would ask for your son to be next. 
like that yeah, makes sense to be co so that they take over when right you're gone okay that makes sense so it seems that pope formosus did not like guy so much because the next year in april in 892 he convinced a duke of corinthia um which that doesn't really matter, but he convinced this duke to literally go to Italy and liberate it from Emperor Guy III. Oh, no. So he convinced this guy, pitched an argument, said, hey, I know who's ruling Italy right now. What if you just took him out? Oh. Mm-hmm. That's not very nice. So. Uh, it's kind of rude. This started the Duke of Corinthia. His name is Arnulf. Advancing into Rome to try to take over. So he listened. Yes. He okay. said, all right, I'll try. But before he could get there, Guy the Third died naturally in December anyway. Oh. So like, blech. but that meant that Rome was still in the hands of Al Gitrude, who is Emperor Guy the Third's wife. Okay. And Lambert, his son, the co-emperor. Okay. So they're still in charge. They're still ruling over Rome. Like, yeah, their family is just the dad died. Right. Gotcha. Uh, but Arnulf, the Duke of Corinthia, is advancing. And he ends up getting there in February of the next year. And like, first of all, how shitty is it to like lose your dad in December? And then three months later, some guy comes in like shooting in a blazon to like seize the throne. I know. Can you catch a break? Damn. I know. And this isn't even like... It's not like a time where they could just rest. Like, everything was in political turmoil. People were dying everywhere. There were all sorts of conflicts. And it's not like you could, like, watch the map and be like, oh, so that army's, like, scooting on over. It's like they just show up and start killing everybody. And now you're at war. Yeah. You don't even know what, like, North America is yet. Oh. So, just nuts. They're probably like, I don't know where they're coming from. Probably anywhere and everywhere. Um, But... Arnulf did succeed. He advanced to Rome and he seized it. It is now his. Okay. By February the 22nd, Formosus crowned Arnulf the emperor of Rome. Okay. So he did a little stab in the back. Yeah. He did a little thingy thing, which was not great. What a dick. Yep. And, but, and to be honest, like a lot of what Pope Formosus does, you're like, yeah, what a dick. But that's also kind of all it is. Like, yeah, they're all assholes then. Yeah, exactly. But everybody in this story is an asshole. Okay. So I don't feel like any of these are worse than the others, which just makes the rest of it make no fucking sense. I'm excited. And it's just entertaining. Like, it's a little bit spoopy, obviously, because it's like a dead guy on trial. But also just because you're like, okay, so this is powerful emperor slash pope versions of like middle school mean girl drama (laughs) i don't really like you so i'm gonna have somebody else take your seat okay Mm, bye that shirt's ugly you can't sit with us (laughs) that's the ugliest skirt i've ever seen in my life sorry so cute mean girls anyway so in april of 896 pope formosus passes away he has a successor pope boniface the sixth again he's the one that held the papacy for 15 days Oh, then he was succeeded by our boy, Pope Stephen the sixth. Okay. Hey, King. So literally, we don't know the official reason as to why. But Pope Stephen the sixth in January of 897 put the dead Pope Formosus on trial. Some people believe it was like politically motivated. Others think it was out of sympathy to Lambert and Algatrude who were abandoned with the Arnulf Seas of Rome. Uh, But the corpse of the Pope, which had been buried and just, I don't know, laid laid to to rest. rest. Probably very symbolically. Yep. Was disinterred, clad in papal vestments, seated on a throne to face all the charges from Pope John VIII. Like just his bones? Yep. Oh, Yeah, dressed up in the robes and just sat there. Gross. If it wasn't held up, it collapsed. Gross. Yes. And this is an entire court of people watching this dead guy, like, literally being questioned. Like, it's literally like, were you there? And the skeletons are like. No. <laughs> like, well, don't you have anything to say for yourself? <laughs> like, it falls over <laughs> into a lump. Like, <laughs> insanity. So. What's he being charged with? So, this is what I'll get to. So. N- like I said, we now have the decomposed slash com- decomposing skeletal remains of Pope Formosus dressed in all those robes, propped up on the throne. But don't worry, Stephen the Sixth, uh, he wasn't heartless. 
Okay. He did get a deacon to speak for the corpse. No. Yes. What the fuck? This is literally a play. He just hired someone to talk for Pope Formosus. Just like, just pretend you're him. And just like answer. Really just like step into the role. I want you to just live and breathe it. What the fuck is this? And speak from the heart. So I, I literally wrote, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know, when I told you about Pope Photius and I told you to put that little pin in there because he'd be important. Yes. Okay. So this is why John the eighth, who when I said Pope John the eighth, you're probably like, who the fuck is that? That's what I was like, too. I actually had to do some digging. Like, I went, I started with the Wikipedia thing. Then I went to, like, some JSTOR articles for history stuff. And I ended up in, like, a Catholic encyclopedia. Wild. But Dang. it took some time to figure out who Pope John the Eighth was. But once I did, I realized how all of this works. So, John the Eighth is the man that after Photius was taken out of the throne, he had advocated for him to be returned to papacy. So in Constantinople, when all that shit initially hit the fan Mm -hmm. and Pope Photius was removed from the throne, yep, he was ejected, uh, which I guess is the word. I don't know. Um, He was close with John VIII, who was like, no, get this guy back in there. He deserves to be in there. Okay. And then throughout all of that craziness, we end up with the Lambert and Algatrude being abandoned. Allie actually just asked me a really good question. Just so you guys know, like I said, because it's sort of all over the place with the popes, um, it's not a direct secession. So Pope Formosus was succeeded by a Pope Boniface the Sixth. That's the one who died in 15 days, who was succeeded by our boy Pope Stephen the Sixth. Okay. This is all in Rome. Gotcha. The Photius Guy the Third. <laughs> Algatrude Lambert. Yes. That whole part that's in or right around Constantinople. Okay. And these things are happening at the same time, just like next to each other. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. So there's a lot of crossover here with like people that like each other and people who don't. So John the Eighth is one that was like super supportive of Photius before he was taken out and Guy the Third was put in. That being said, he's also a fucking human. So he had a heart when he was like, wait, this guy that just helped you get power also just fully like uh, got you taken out of power and killed you. Mm-hmm. That's not cool. And left you and your mother alone to rule a place that he knew was getting invaded and seized. Like, yeah, yeah not great. So John the Eighth is like, bullshit and to be honest with you i don't know where pope john the eighth ruled over i know he was in the papacy but i know it's also not constantinople or rome okay so further when pope john the eighth was deemed part of the papacy in 872 pope formosus actively opposed this now according to newadvent.org because i don't trust myself to understand ancient catholicism pope formosus was also associated with some really evil popes So it sounds as though the association was just a share of friends, but Pope John VIII knew some of these popes that were awful. Okay. And these popes were like fucking anyone they wanted, murdering people, selling seats to the church, like all sorts of gross stuff. Icky. Um, And when they had friends in common, Pope Formosus got kind of lumped in with this group of people. Okay. So they got ran out of Rome and Pope Formosus, it sounds like, got afraid and ran out with them. Mm -hmm. Then eventually ended up like obviously coming back. But (laughs) literally Pope John VIII wanted to get like a restraining order for Pope Formosus. Like you can't come back here. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. Wild. So... Anyway, that's who John VIII is. When I was like, who the fuck is Pope John VIII? Mm-hmm. It's because I had no idea who he was, but he just knew all of these people and associated Pope Formosus with them. And he really liked Guy Third, who got murked. And he liked Photius before that, who he wanted to stay in power before Guy Third got there. And he's like, this guy just sucks. Look who he hangs out with. Look at what he's done. Look at all of this. So they put him on trial as a corpse. 
They take his dead body, put it on the throne. So Pope John VIII clearly seems to be holding on to some resentments here about Formosus's association with the other papal officials. So are Pope John VIII and Pope Stephen the sixth sixth friends? I assume so. It because sounds they, they like both are against Formosus. Yes. Well, okay. in that sense, the and the dead the enemy of my enemy is my friend but yep. like it sounds like pope stephen the sixth allowed this to happen and then if we were to equate it to like american terms uh pope john the eighth was like the prosecutor he was the one being like why are you doing this what is this answer for this answer for that oh, okay that kind of thing so pope stephen the sixth would be like the judge essentially that or like he's gonna make the final decision the supreme court that's like oh yeah no that's exactly right yes so think of him as like the judge and then okay and then we've got pope john the eighth being like speak for yourself yes like talking to the corpse and the little deacon behind him is like no sir i didn't do it like (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh i actually don't know they could have had the deacon say literally whatever the fuck you wanted because he's not the pope for moses they're trying to put on trial after he's dead. So cool. Um, <laughs> oh, my. So it seems that John VIII and Stephen VI had personal reasons for wanting justice for Lambert and Algatrude as well. So, like, there was just a lot going on that they were like, fuck this guy. Not that I think that makes it worth digging up someone's body to put them on trial. But what do I know? So this trial is wild. Like, capital W wild. <laughs> Not only is the defendant literally dead, but they actually found him guilty of usurping the papacy. What? Yes, I had to look it up. Um, But it basically means that he just appropriated the papacy and used it for his own personal gain. Which sounds legit. It sounds legit, but it also sounds like literally everything all of them did. Yeah. You know? like And like, did you need to dig him up for that? Or could you just have like... Yeah had something as a placeholder like did you like is that okay did you need to do that did you think that that was gonna couldn't we just like review the record are you gonna jail him now or so no actually it gets better god damn (laughs) so all of this in a heavily religious time oh this is nuts too so they do find him guilty and they do a bunch of stuff i'll explain in a minute but this is like a heavily religious time. There's not a lot of information on science. Like we probably still thought the earth was flat. Like there was a lot going on. Oh, absolutely. Or more specifically, a lot not going on. That well, like definitely was scientifically was flat. Yep. So during all of this, there was a literal earthquake during one of the questions to Pope Formosus. Oh, and like, geez. if that's not what they would have taken as a sign from God that like I'm innocent, like right nuts or i don't know maybe the thought was god being like hell yeah good question bro like you got him (laughs) no but there was like a full-on like rock rumbling they took earthquake as a a sign i assume as i assume as much that they took it as like one that he was guilty but like that seems pretty infrequent but having been found guilty of all of the appropriation, Pope Formosus is stripped of his title, his robes, his dressing, so like jewelry and other fancy shit, and he got the three fingers that popes used to bless people chopped off. Well, you showed him. He's dead. He can't feel that shit. Also, like, he's dead. Why take off his fingers? What are you going to do with them? Well, it's not like, yeah. Like, you- burn them? He's, like, he's decomposing anyway. They're going to be gone in like a few years. Like, all you're going to do is make all of that smell worse. What yep. are you doing? Yeah. So then they decided to throw him in the Tiber River. Hmm. And if you don't know about the Tiber River, uh, this is a peculiar detail, but it kind of rubs salt in the wound here. The Tiber River is literally where they would like Rome would get rid of its most infamous criminals. (laughs) So in the Bible, like Pontius Pilate, the uh, judge who sentenced Jesus to execution, um he's rumored to be thrown in the tibet river like there's oh i'm so sorry the tibber river there's just so much like they're like mm, go fuck yourself rude i know and all of this context basically puts into frame that by putting pope formosus into the tiber river of all rivers stephen the sixth was essentially making a public statement that took pope formosus as godly appointed to like 
a certain kind of evil that would literally sentence a deity to death. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a pretty big downfall for a dead guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not all. Oh. <laughs> yes. Every decision that Pope Formosus made was overturned and considered null and void, which included any of the bishops that he appointed, included any of the political moves that he made. Literally everything had to be reevaluated, which also means that even the good he did was soured just as ma- like just as much as any of the bad ones, which just sucks. That blows, though. Yes. Especially if someone was appointed and they were like pretty solid. And like even with all of that, don't get me wrong, that's like intense but he was in power for years and many people here are in power for months right because that's how quickly things are overturning So he made a lot of decisions so he made a lot of decisions and if those are the major bad ones and we're seeing ones of equal to grander badness i suppose in months like that can't be all bad he had to have done some good things even if he also did some really shitty things. It didn't sound like he was great, but it also sounds like they were all pretty bad. So Yeah, exactly. Um, but don't lose hope. So that didn't last super long. Stephen VI actually didn't go on to rule longer than a year. After this trial ended, within months, he was imprisoned and like violently strangled to death. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that also like wasn't super uncommon. Like I said, with all of the political associations with Rome getting to be the Pope was like an immediate target on your back because suddenly you're opposed to other political groups because you exist, Mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, kind of insane. And actually the Pope that succeeded Stephen lasted three months and the one that succeeded after him only lasted three weeks. Oh, like these popes are like, Dropping like flies. Sounds like it. And Pope Formosus had like four to six years. I don't remember off the top of my head. But years. And these guys are dying in months and weeks. Goodness. So, yes. Uh, Luckily, also in the era prior to Pope Stephen VI, uh, the kinds of trials where you can dig up bodies to put them on trial were essentially outlawed. That's Which is good because obviously... uh, that did nothing good. It sounds like a waste of resource. I'd be really pissed if I were a taxpayer back then. And that's I what, know. That's what you spent my hard-earned money on. I'm sorry. I gave you all this money and you dug up a dead guy to put him back in the ground? Or throw him in the river or do whatever. Yeah, throw him in the river. So what? Now you also have to take down the headstone that I paid for. And yeah. And you cut off his fingies? Why Why the fingies? Yeah. Leave the fingies. <laughs> so there's one more silver lining here. Although it doesn't start off so silver. Okay. So there is one more pope we're going to talk about. And this is Pope Sergius III. Okay. So Pope Sergius III. I don't know if you noticed that I've been referring to Pope Formosus as Pope this entire time. But that decision was revisited later in history. So 10 issues later, Pope Sergius III pops up and he was appointed to the principal official at the top of the papal patronage, which Fancy. basically means that he just has a bunch of controls of disbursements. Okay. Yeah. And um, also the official name was very Latin and I don't speak that and I wasn't going to do that to you guys. So if you look up those words, the official at the top of papal patronage, You'll get what it is if you're that invested. <laughs> I doubt that you are, but in case you are, there you go. So, Pope Sergius the Third actually hated Pope Promosis more than Stephen the Sixth. Why? Uh, no idea. He just hated him. So he literally dug up the body from the river. They found it. Mm-hmm. Put him back on trial. Ten years later, and reaffirmed the guilty verdict. What the? F- fuck how much time has passed and they cut his head off 10 years Ten years has passed 13 since he's been dead what yeah and he was like fuck that guy let's get him out of that river cannot catch a break no we really can't and that just i'm sorry like that honestly cracks me up so much i'm like you hate this guy so much you're like find the river get him up here 
fuck you you're still guilty i wish i had that much free time to be like hey remember that guy a decade ago that <laughs> i didn't like and you didn't like let's go find his body again let's wring that shit out <laughs> lay it out in the sun to dry cut that shit up make a scene and throw it back in. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell and i don't even know if pope sergius sergius thank you the third i don't know if he gave a deacon to speak for Pope Formosus or again. not. Oh so my God. What if they got the same guy back? That like, you would did all right hysterical. last time. You want to do this again? <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, he's guilty, right? Yeah. We okay. have another I did it. I did of it. The, of the play. <laughs> I did it. Um, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like moving the jaw up and no. down. Right. <laughs> so anyway, all of this to say the silver lining here is obviously not that, although it is very funny in my opinion um the silver lining here is that the church saw through all this bullshit and actually gave pope Formosus back his title which is why i've been able to refer to him as pope Formosus this oh, okay. whole time and they replaced his body back in basilica where all of the popes at the time were buried which at was the, nice at this point yeah does it matter <laughs> i mean it's like three fingers that he has left is, like, it, even, is it even his body anymore like how many times did you cut it up and throw it in rivers i know so i mean at least that was good but what i found out that was really sweet actually as to how and why this happened was that the bishops that pope formosus appointed during this time actually all got together and wrote like a bunch of arguments trying to rectify why the consecration to the papacy was valid and they wrote the church and the church saw through it and they were like okay it sounds like all of the issues here were political and not religious. So we're mm-hmm. fine to like give him back that title. So that was cool. Him. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that was the story of the dead guy on trial twice and then exonerated. Oh, my God. I feel like we don't even know what he actually did. All he did was what? Run with the wrong crowd? It d- yeah. He didn't really make any calls that affected anybody, right? He ran out Guy the Third. That's it. I he didn't he even... He kind of a dick, but they all did that. Yeah. And like... Photius, right? He was on his way out, but also Pope Formosus didn't want that either. He like tried to stay out of it because he made good moves with Constantinople. Like he was once their bishop. He did a really good job for them for a while. Mm-hmm. So why would he try to fuck that up? And then he got power and he was like, mm, I want my guy in there. No, oh, no. So after Guy the Third was replaced, like was put in, in place of Photius, then he was like, all right, Arnulf, get in there. Oh, just like history dude madness this is in history books there are papers written about this this is weird someone like dedicated their history degree to writing about this they at some point on this oh i found a few oh my god not necessarily for most specific but like in all of this research i was like this is like 0.7 font times new room roll like single spaced terrible Times New Ro- Numeral? Is that what I said? Times time New Roman. I didn't even hear it. Times New Roman, yeah. Times oh, new wait, that's ru- kind of... Rumoral. Rumoral. That's kind of fitting. That's cute. Oh, it's already been a week. Hell, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. So, wild. Crazy. Fun as hell. Um, but that is my spooky story on Pope Formosus. And... um. I, I don't know. I kind of want to hear about more of the violent Pope deaths. I would love to do some like old timey, like really weird deaths. Yes. I think we should like look into some spoopy like witch stuff too. <laughs> but I thought this was really fun. I also thought this would be a fun one to come back from John Bonet with because it's so far removed. I think it is like a little bit laughable. Obviously, you don't want to make light of the death, but it's just like we dug up the dead guy to put him on trial twice and like twice with fishing nets what went and like yeah. got him again or <laughs> that another guy was like fuck this guy so hard <laughs> let's <laughs> find him in the river <laughs> another one <laughs> it's terrible like imagine if they went another 10 years i'm sure someone else was like you know what no fuck that guy even more bring him here i don't want him to have a left leg <laughs> oh my god ridiculous absolutely ridiculous so uh you guys happy tuesday i hope that put a little pep in your step 
We hope so. And we would love for you guys to give us a follow on Instagram so you can see all the photos of the people that we're talking about. Hell yeah. All the podcasts. We have so many more to post. I only did like a little bit, little one recently, yeah. but we'll do we'll do more because we've got a lot in the but drafts. Also cute, guys. Keep sending. I love them. Keep sending kitty pics and pod pets. Send us memes. Slide into those DMs. Also... Let us know what cases you want. Do you want older ones like this? We got some requests for some more recent ones, too, which I had been focusing on yeah. um, for a while there. Not this week, though. Nope. Um, and we got some requests for focusing on maybe some of where we got some of our rights from and some of the um, Supreme Court rulings and how all of that came to be. So Giddy let us and know. Wayne, right? <laughs> we hear you. Yeah, we we read what you send us. We love that you're even considering doing that. We think it's the coolest thing. So um, thanks for weirding out with us. But if you wanted to send us those DMs, Ali, where could they send those? So they could send us a message on Instagram. And that would be about dot time dot four dot true dot crime dot pod. Damn. Yeah. So about time for true crime pod with periods in between all the words. And they're all words. They're guys. all words. Yeah. No no numeros in there. No, but you know where there is one? Where? In our Gmail. Oh, that's right. At about time, the numeral four, TC, at GC dot, GC dot com. Goodness. Uh, Juicy crust. Um, <laughs> have you guys ever listened to Mbim Bam, my brother, my brother, and me? What? Hysterical. What are you talking about? <laughs> Mbim Bam My Brother, My Brother, and Me. It's a podcast that Emily and I freaking love. Um, and it's these three brothers, and they just give, like, funny, bad, modern advice. So, like, my, one of my favorites gets off of there is from an episode called Can You Fight a Horse? Oh. About a guy who tries to play a prank on his manager with the Jason Derulo song Wiggle. But the manager flips it back. And so they're just trying to tell him how to, like gracefully surrender like put up the white flag it's hysterical but they had a whole thing where they were like juicy crazy juicy crust like they were just trying to find jc's for things instead of jesus christ so funny but (laughs) it's about time the numeral four tc at gmail.com okay you guys please a-b-o-u-t-t-i-m-e four tc at gmail.com We'll see you there. Or be square. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a long week, you guys. Very, very long week. So all the love. Give your cats a little kiss. Give them a smooch. Give them a pat. Um, and we hope you guys have a really good week. We want you guys to have a really good week. And stay tuned because in just a couple days, you're going to hear from me. Woohoo! Woo-hoo! But for now, I think, was that? That was... About time for true crime. Bye. Do you like the dead guy though? No, literally, he was dead. Dead, dead.